Welcome to California Ballot Breakdown from KPFA, where we take you through the stakes of what's on your ballot, the money behind the campaigns, give everyone enough time to make their best argument, and then try to get them off their talking points. On today's special. I believe in property ownership. I believe in securing families and neighborhoods through ownership. We see housing being built all over the place. Uh, it's just not affordable. So what are we building and who are we building it for? A council election race in a neighborhood that is ground zero for gentrification and displacement. We're going to take you inside Oakland's District 3, where one activist is trying to take her movement from the streets to City Hall. That's next on California Ballot Breakdown. This is California Ballot Breakdown. I'm Brian Edwards-Tegert, and our focus over the past few days has been on local races. Well, so far we've been covering the flood of money into politics, uh, the backstories that candidates don't really put on their campaign materials, and today we wanted to take you inside the story of organizing. We've put reporters on some of the high-stakes local races that are attracting high levels of involvement. Uh, Today, we're going to journey into Oakland City Council District 3. This is mostly West Oakland. It's a historically black neighborhood, rapidly gentrifying, one of the epicenters of the 2008 foreclosure crisis. Last year, it was also the site of an action that drew national attention called Moms for Housing. A group of unhoused black mothers took over an empty, investor-owned home, occupied it for over two months, and eventually, after sheriffs evicted them, forced the owner to sell the property to a land trust to become permanent, affordable housing. Now one of its organizers is trying to unseat the council member who represents the neighborhood, aiming heavy fire at her votes on policing and tenants' rights. Ariel Boone has the story. Who's door knocking for the first time ever? Yes, you guys, this is so awesome. It's so awesome. On a sunny morning at West Oakland's Defremery Park, 50 people have come to knock on doors. There are iron workers, students, even Sunrise Movement climate activists, organizing to elect Carol Fife, the Oakland director of Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, or ACE. Fife is best known for helping to orchestrate the direct action that became Moms for Housing when a group of unhoused black moms retook a vacant property from a real estate speculator and moved in. Today, Fife says she has a network of over 600 volunteers phone banking, text banking, and knocking on doors. My name is Katie Tertoka. I'm the volunteer coordinator with the campaign. We've knocked on about 12,000 doors. All in one council district of about 57,000 people and all to unseat one incumbent. I'm Lynette Gibson McElhaney. Lynette McElhaney is running for her third term on Oakland's city council. I'm a very proud Oaklander, wife and mom, grandmother, and a person who's been deeply involved in community level work my entire life. McElhaney says she wants to address the housing and homelessness crisis by building housing for all income levels. She emphasizes the importance of private homeownership, using the example of the house her parents bought with GI Bill benefits. I believe in property ownership. I believe in securing families and neighborhoods through ownership. I believe in the generational transfer of wealth, and I know that that helped define a middle class. McElhaney is the only property owner in this race, and her focus on property owners, including landlords, has put her at odds with groups working for tenants' rights. 
In 2018, she tried to take away eviction protections from renters in owner-occupied fourplexes. I literally got surrounded by a group of elderly Black women at a funeral. They were afraid of what they called the, the liberal majority of the council was doing to them as Black women, as Black elderly women who had worked hard their entire lives. And they felt that this was a, a push to erase them. If you ask any housing organization in the city of Oakland, they will tell you how oppositional that the council member has been to, to renters and anything that would protect renters. That's the voice of Carol Fife, McElhaney's main challenger. I had a family that lived in a fourplex for three generations, and they were calling the council member, like, repeatedly, saying that they were going to be evicted illegally, and they wanted her support. And she would not return their calls and ultimately said the landlord was well within his power to evict them because he wanted to move in. And they said he's not moving in, he's going to sell the property and she would not help. They were evicted four generations, 50 years in one, in one home. And as soon as he got everybody out, he sold the house for $1.5 million. Fife's own family was also displaced from West Oakland years ago by an owner move-in eviction. She says it was illegal. The owner never moved in. She wants to decommodify housing, move it out of the private market, and treat it as a human right. I believe that the whole idea of housing being built and constructed to address the housing crisis is a little fallacious um, because we see housing being built all over the place. Uh, it's just not affordable. So what are we building and who are we building it for? There are several of these luxury units that are, are vacant right now. You'll have 50% vacancies. So let's get people in there and let's build in the places that have been segregated for decades. It is a very serious campaign. Fife's years of organizing work helped her pick up high-profile endorsements. Bernie Sanders, the county labor council, nurses, teachers, tenants' rights groups. She'd raised $176,000 as of October 16th. That's slightly more than the incumbent. Labor unions have also dropped nearly $400,000 into an independent expenditure committee supporting Fife and another council candidate. McElhaney's high-profile endorsement includes State Senator Nancy Skinner, Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff, and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. There are other candidates in the race, too. Oakland uses instant runoff voting, so there was no primary. But they all have much less funding and organization. But each candidate I spoke with aimed more fire at McElhaney than at Fife. So I think Lynette just doesn't have the bandwidth or the energy anymore. That's candidate Seneca Scott, who says his top issues are homelessness, blight, and illegal dumping. He moved to Oakland eight years ago to work for SEIU Local 10 to 1, one of the unions now backing Fife. If you're undergoing all these ethical investigations, I mean, it's just kind of a lot. Scott is talking about this ethics violation that plagued McElhaney's campaign. A grand jury in 2016 said McElhaney inappropriately used her council office and resources to stop multi-unit housing from being built next to her Victorian home. She was ordered to pay a fine, so she created a legal defense fund and then took an illegal contribution from a developer who had business before the city, which she voted for. That developer, Lane Partners, was fined $5,000 for the contribution this September. The company's lawyer is still listed as McElhaney's legal fund officer. I asked McElhaney if she had any regrets for taking money from Lane Partners. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. 
McElhaney also faces fierce criticism for a vote on police funding this summer. After the police killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, thousands of people hit the streets, and hundreds called into Oakland council meetings demanding the defunding of police. McElhaney joined a group of council members that derailed a proposal to cut the police budget by $25 million. They pushed a surprise vote on a budget that the public had not seen, which included smaller cuts and a task force to consider cuts in the future. The public comment at that meeting sounded like this. It is honestly shameful that you have done this. I yield my time. I'm just so sad. And it just really strengthens my commitment to making sure that you're unseated. Shame on all of you. I am so disappointed and you have let me as a Black woman down. Voting on the budget this evening was absolutely absurd. You clearly aren't listening to us. So this blaming and blocking business is, first of all, irresponsible to talk about what actually happened. McElhaney says cutting $25 million from police would have done a disservice to crime victims. She lost her son and grandson to gun violence. We said, bring back and show us how this will not hurt victims' families. I spent four years sitting in the living rooms of people who have suffered loss in this community. People who don't come with anger and righteous indignation on a Zoom or into City Hall, whose pain and hurt have been ignored in this community for nearly 30 years. And the residents in District 3 that have been demanding increased police presence were not asking me to be reckless. Carol Five says disinvesting from police and reinvesting in public services is central to her platform. She says police should be reassigned from conducting traffic stops or going to encampment evictions. I would love to see that the police budget goes down to nothing. I think it's something that we should work toward. If we do have policing, I would love to see it focused on the top, on white collar criminals that are actually stealing entire neighborhoods and communities and disinvesting and shifting wealth from working class people to wealthy elites. That's the real crime. This District 3 election is about more than just whether a housing justice organizer makes it to public office on a grassroots wave. It could also determine whether Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff has a supportive majority on the council, which would impact everything from how the city bargains with unions to what it does about its police department and how this booming town with a long and radical black history responds to rapid gentrification. From KPFA on the election beat in West Oakland, I'm Ariel Boone. A reminder that you can find all of our California ballot breakdown segments, interviews with candidates, debates on ballot propositions, and now interviews with journalists about late-breaking movements of money into politics and the races that aren't quite what it says on the label. Just look for California Ballot Breakdown wherever you get your podcasts or at kpfa.org. I'm Brian Edwards-Teekert. Remember, in California, your vote matters even more down the ballot.